For more than 25 years, Deanna Batdorf has been demystifying the status quo of health. She is a passionate educator whose mission is to empower you to take control of your own wellness. Welcome in to My Body with Deanna Batdorf, an Ask Me Anything podcast where Deanna gives you answers to your most pressing health and wellness questions. Along the way, Deanna will interview those that inspire her work as a holistic wellness practitioner, from birth workers to herbalists, yogis to MDs, You'll learn how to bring your body to a state of balance in this wild dance of life. Submit your questions on our website, deannabatdorf.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. Hi, everyone out there. Welcome. It's Deanna Batdorf. I am here at the Deanna Center this really is a place that was designed that's just all about having a brilliant experience with yourself and with your own self-care, which is the best healthcare we have. Absolutely, by far, I think self-care is the way I am doing preventive care, which to me is true healthcare. And just really understanding what your symptoms mean. And that's really where this Q&A came about to just have a place where you can ask me anything and we can just talk about health and emotions and our experiences and uh, help each other learn through each other. And that's really what the Deanna Center is about. One thing I'm noticing in this uh, time of kind of going inward and staying home and thinking about safety, a big part of that is really showing up as having a hard time with vices. So I cannot deny that people are routinely in my remote consults. I'm hearing this just ongoing kind of like, I can't get away from the nicotine. I can't get away from the, you know, cannabis. I can't get away from the alcohol. I can't get away from the sweets, you know, or the chips. I'm hearing this over and over. So I just want to take a moment and be honest about those vices and start thinking about what they mean to you. In Ayurved, there's something that's always looking at what is false? Where might you be putting your energy, but in a false place? So I'm going to give you examples of where we go in our vices and in our addictions, because the more honest we can be and the more we can really track down cause and effect. So like, what's the cause behind this choice? That's the first step to changing it. And it's not just about never again. There is something to be said about moderation. The deeper your pattern is and the more you cannot have control in that pattern, well, you might want to consider a, a never again. Like, can you just absolutely avoid that thing and find other things to go to? So we're going to be doing a replacement. The more you have a pattern, the more it's going to become, you know, just the majority. And then you're going to have to do something else regularly and ongoing to change the majority. So it's not just about like beating yourself up for what you're doing. It's about what are three things? This is what I believe in. This isn't really are your ved. This is just Deanna talking um, and me having my own vices just like anybody else. But I have this thing where I'm like, if I know I have this one vice that is my go-to and I'm really having a hard time controlling it, one of the smartest things I have found to do is being able to really pick three other things that I'm going to choose to do in my day that are going to maybe combat that need or it's going to fill a certain satisfaction or desire that I have that is taking me to whatever that vice is. So just take one moment here, just one moment here. And just consider your self-care as your primary health care and what could be a pattern you need to change. It's gotten just a little too majority. Okay. And just don't go into shame. It's not going to help you. You know, maybe if you don't know where it comes from, you might want to take a little journey down childhood lane, but you know, be careful. You don't need to go, you know, huge Pandora box, but just give it a moment to sit in the witness and keep your breath really expanding and just collect it 
and think about where did that come from and where did that start and how long has that been going on? And then is that vice hot and inflammatory? Is that vice more cold and alone and contractive and maybe done in private, which has a sense of secret, cold, contraction? Is it anxiety related? Is it, is it feeding a certain angst in you that really is already not serving you? And that's going to be the dry. And is it heavy or is it sticky or is it sugary? Is it syrupy? These are the things that are absolutely going to be more in the concepts of wet. So you just want to kind of cause and effect. How long has this been going on? What's the truth of what it is that I'm having a challenge with? And then give it a parameter and to, to give that parameter of like, wow, I think this is kind of secretive cold and it's inflaming me hot. So I'm kind of going hot, cold, hot, cold. And then all of a sudden you're gonna realize, whoa, I've got these two opposite things happening for me that are not really helping me to feel down the middle, medium, warm, you know, and just kind of going with the flow. Cause cold and hot and cold and hot, well, you know, it doesn't feel like you really have a, an innate balance. So it's gonna be probably a combo. And that's the first thing I just want you to do is like, what is that vice? Where does it stand elementally? And then now just think of three things you can do that are opposite. Cold, come on, you could take a warm bath instead. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you could not take your vice to the bath. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could just like, really, you need hot tea. You need some warmer soups. You know, so you could go really basic here. What does hot need? They need cooling. They need the aloe. They need mint. They need to, you know, drink a lot of water and they need more rest. You know, dry needs wet. It needs nourishing and grounding. And a lot of the same things as cold, the hot tea, the soup, the bath, both of those fit in that category. And then what does wet need? Well, wet needs to look at how they're going to feel more content and how they're not going to give so much away that they feel like they have to refill themselves up with something. And so they're going to have to really think about like, where are they going to get better satisfaction in their life? And where are they going to make sure they're more content and have more alone time and get more comfortable with themselves? You know, so they're going to need to touch their body and motivate things because, you know, wet is water and earth. It makes mud. And so if things are muddy in a pot, we're going to have to stir it up a little bit. And so what's going to need a little bit of like salt scrub in a bath, you know, whereas Pitta's going to need like a cup of aloe in their bath. You know, maybe they're chewing on some mint leaves, but you know, just what can you do? And I just want to kind of put this forward. So try to think of just three things that you're going to do as replacement. And now to finish this part, and then I'll go to some of the questions. I want to make sure we talk about these falsehoods, these things that come up in false categories, which break down into cold, dry, hot, wet. So if you have more of that cold, which is the word of fear, and it's more secret, it's more private, you know, and that's not a bad thing unless you know that it's not serving you. Um, it's more of an innate way of being, but cold is, you know, they're not fired up. They're cold, so everything's kind of inert and, and contracted. And so what cold really presents in their forms of patterns and vices is the need for stimulants. And they say it's false warrior. So it's the person who's looking for their fire and their agni, and they're just really looking to kind of like, you know, finally crack open and show themselves to the world, you know? And so they actually need warming spices and warming foods, but they might go for like, hey, coffee's gonna get me out there, you know? And, and another, you know, very warming stimulant um, is also gonna be things like dark liquors, you know? Like too much tequila or too much whiskey or bourbon. Like these are things that are gonna give you this falsehood of like, yeah, <laughs> and they're not really getting you there. Um, and so it's just something to look at. It's the false warrior. Dry, if we look at dry, the person who's got anxiety primarily, their concept is gonna be around false expansion. So this might be 
somebody who more has an issue with smoking, you know, whether that be cannabis or whether that be nicotine or tobacco. And I look at nicotine and tobacco as two different things now, because one is manufactured and vaping. It's not even really tobacco. And then we've got sacred tobacco that can be overused, just like we have sacred cannabis that can be overused. But are they medicines? Are they plants that grow in the earth? Absolutely. So do they have a purpose at the right time, in the right situation? Absolutely. Something made in a lab, you know, like a vape pen, you know, my God, just doesn't have a purpose because it doesn't come from the earth, you know? And so I try to really help people with like, you know, the person who's like, I'm so freaking out. Oh, I'm just going to go have a smoke. And then they're false expanding their lungs and they're false expanding their lungs and they're falsely relating to their anxiety but it's really just going to dry them out and smoke dries things out as we know knock on wood whoo fire alert and we know that it's dry it's not just hot but it's dry and so that false expansion isn't really getting you anywhere and you might want to ask yourself the question okay when you go for smoke you might want to just go ahead and kind of be like, I'm choosing false expansion. Interesting. <laughs> like, what am I choosing? Why am I choosing this? And I've had some people, you know, do that where I'm like, hey, why don't you put a little label on your vape pen, you know, or on your pipe or like wherever your go-to is. And it just says like false expansion. Okay. It doesn't mean you're never going to do it again, but it allows you to say, what am I falsely expanding into? What is expansion actually for? And it just gives you the reminder of what you're actually choosing. Eventually that starts shifting as a pattern. Then we have pitta, we have hot, and hot is really that idea of false play, okay? And false place is kind of, you know, think about pitta or hot, you know, hot is focus. And they're like, let's do this. And so they're work, 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 project, project, project. And so at the end of the day, you know, the person who runs really hot, or maybe it was a frustrating day, they are more, you know, going to be perhaps more likely to go to the go-to false play. So their go-to is kind of like, man, I worked so hard today. I deserve a drink. Let's go have a drink. I'm going to call so-and-so. I'm going to like text, da, da, da. meet me over here. Let's have a drink. And then they get a little bit into their play falsely because they're like, well, we're already having a drink. Might as well have some chocolate cake and some french fries. And then they start just going for it because where they're focused in work, if they choose not the right kind of play or play that's really supporting them, they're gonna go to the same extended places. So they're not just only false play, but they play hard, <laughs> you know? And again, you're gonna be combos of these, right? You may fit in more than one category. Don't beat yourself up, okay? My vices fit in more than one category. I'm no different than anyone else. <laughs> so, you know, it's like there's multiple things, you know, we've been living lives and trying to really do it properly and, and under very pressurized circumstances too. Then we have the last one, which is wet. Okay. The idea of kapha and that is false contentment. Okay. False contentment. Now remember kapha is ruled by smell and taste. So where are they going to go? They're going to go to the yummy, whatever food filled them up and gave them a sense of being content because usually what happens for people who run really wet, they're very service oriented and they're all about giving and helping and supporting and it's brilliant, but they'll give themselves away way too much. They don't have great boundaries like cold, you know, um, they're kind of like love and give and give and it does juice them up but then they maybe get in their car and go get ready to go home. And then they realize they're kind of empty because they gave everything. And then they're like, I deserve pizza or I deserve some ice cream after dinner. I'm going to stop because I deserve it. I was so good today. And so what happens is, is they end up getting a relation of their contentment being something that refills them up. And usually that's where I'm kind of like, if you stir the pot, like I like to go home and do a salt scrub. And if I don't want to go to all the trouble, cause it is more trouble, I'll just do my Garshana gloves. And those are the raw silk gloves um, that I sell and they're amazing. And then I'll just like really stir the pot and I'll just make sure I'm moving everything. And then I realize like, wait, I'm really actually already content and I'd rather stay lighter on my feet. 
you know, and, and it really shifts that whole energy of like, I need to fill up and wow, that was a heavy day because wet handles a lot of heaviness, you know, they can really hold grief, but they need to be careful because, you know, they've got their own to deal with. So they have to be careful about what they take home with them and then what they eat. So this is my kind of giving you the conversation that I just think is so ongoing right now um, of just our vices and our struggles and our challenges and how real patterns are and how when push comes to shove or life is hard, you know, it really puts us up against these walls. So just really being able to say, are you falsely warring up? You know, so is there false warrior, false expansion, false play, or false contentment? And if you can really start looking at where does that come from and maybe even what isn't working, because you know, this is a breather too. We might be sitting in the unknown and we're uncomfortable, but guess what? It's also a breather, it's space to consider and see what needs to shift or what do you want to shift. It's a little extra time, even though I feel like I'm still working really hard. I do notice just that, that little bit more of time and the ability to be in my garden and sit outside is just really shifting the who am I, what do I want, what is my duty and what's possible and what's reality. So there's a lot of realities that are having to be faced right now. And I think that's a, a very important piece of just like, how do we face those realities? Know what's real, even if it means change. Would you like to study Ayurveda and elemental theory with Deanna? Check out My Body Educational Programs on our website. And now for our next question. So what do the tonsils do? It has quite a few jobs, they're filters. They're not only filters, but they're connected to your salivary glands. So the ability to make saliva, and they're also connected to your warrior lymph. Here's this word warrior again, and this is your warrior lymph. So your warrior lymph is up in through your sinuses, down all along your jaw, down in your neck, and it drains down to the subclavian vein, which is right below your clavicle. Please get my lymphatic webinar. If you're interested in knowing more about the lymph and the warrior lymph, because it's an extremely important topic, because everything in our sinuses, down into our respiratory and into our lymph that drains to our bloodstream. So our lymph river meets our bloodstream. All of that is about making sure that we can filter bacteria, mold, fungus, smoke, <laughs> ash, chemicals, pollution, everything, everything that we're inhaling and exhaling. Remember, we don't just inhale these things. We also can really be good at our exhale and we can make sure we're pushing out toxins too through carbon dioxide, all connected to the tonsils. And the tonsils, what happens is sometimes they will get very clogged. So like I have these kids that'll come in and, and everyone's like, I don't know what is going on. But let me just tell you, <laughs> you know, my child can literally like spit up a pearl right now and show you a pearl. And, and first time I was just like, what the heck, you know, but I've seen it so many times now. And really what it is, it's coagulated mucus that is hardened into making like a ball and it, they're able to use their salivary and kind of push and excrete them out of the tonsils and they end up showing you these little white pearls, but they're really just coagulated mucoid plaque. So it's where mucus was made. And then there was so much mucus, it didn't drain at the right rate. And then everything gets clogged up in those filters called the tonsils. Okay. This happens for children, especially if they have like, you know, something new, their body doesn't know as an immune response. So like if a mold is infiltrating them or if it's, you know, in the linens and this is for anybody, but if there's mold in your linens and in your home, very hard on the upper channels, the lymph and the tonsils. Um, some people, it might be that they had like a little bit of yeast, like thrush in their mouth, or they have some yeast overgrowth in their gut and it's connected to the mouth. And that is going to clog up the filters. 
And the other one might be cavities. So if there's cavities that are involved, that is a slow drip of bacteria, unfortunately, um, infection, you know, um, that is just kind of slowly dripping down into the gut and affecting it, but often it gets into the mouth. And then, you know, the tonsils are trying to filter it through and work it through. And, um, and sometimes more is moving through than those little tiny almond shaped tonsils can handle. And so they get clogged up. So I am going to make an interesting suggestion. So first things first, know about your lymph and make sure your drain is wide open because that clavicle just, it needs to be open. If you put your fingers in right to the wall of your tissue, and if you keep stay in there and run across it till it turns pink. And if you have no pain and you don't have any like do 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 or glunk, 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 glunk you're going to need to work that out. So you're going to open your drain and you're going to soften your neck. You really should look at also my weekly restoration webinar because it would also answer a lot of questions um, as far as, you know, like all the things you can do for upper channels and to get all of this draining. But you need to make sure the drain's open. And then my very odd suggestion is going to be that you go in there either with your finger or you go in there with just a, you know, just a small little, like maybe wood spoon. Okay. It's like a small little gua sha, little wood spoon gua sha. And you'll actually rub your finger or that little gua sha and you'll rub it against that tonsil and you'll kind of push on the tonsil and you'll rub on it and you'll push on it. And once this is open and once you liquefy that tonsil, it can excrete. It may even excrete and you may be like, oh, that does not taste good. Spit, you know, spit it out. Don't swallow that. You know what I mean? I mean, we know how to break down bacteria, but we don't need to put more in there. <laughs> um, but our tonsils are very affected because we have all this ash and smoke. And to be honest, even beyond that, this is just worse. We have pollution and we live in pollution and it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue, not a better issue. And that's very unfortunate for us. So. You know, in that, imagine how much is getting in there and just might be getting compacted. So don't be afraid to touch your tonsils and feel like if they're hard, they need to be softened up a little. If they're sore, be very gentle with yourself. Open up all the lymph in your neck. And then the other thing I'm going to make a suggestion of is doing neti pot. And um, Baraka uh, makes a beautiful nasal rinse um, that comes with their neti pots or you buy it separately, but it's next to it. And it's called Baraka nasal rinse. Um, we have it on our website, but you can get it in the health food store also. By the way, I'm the formulator. So it's not just a product I love. It's a product I made and it's my friend Sue Libby's company. And so I feel very good about that. And she's local. She's in Santa Rosa, you know, rocking it. So you can use that as a mouth gargle, not just putting in your neti pot. And so I'll just take a little teaspoon, throw it in a cup of water, and I'll do a bunch of gargles and I'll really swish it through my teeth and make it part of my dental care. Um, it's totally safe to use that way. Uh, if you can put it in through your sinuses, you can certainly make a mouth gargle for your mouth. But I would highly suggest that nasal rinse as a mouthwash for clearing the tonsils and clearing that. The other thing I would think of is just, you know, maybe a three inch sprig of rosemary and just throughout the day, just take off a leaf and chew on it and swallow it and take off another leaf and chew on it and swallow it. Rosemary is brilliant for all the filters of the body. It's an expectorant. It's, it's high oxygen so that we don't oxidize. So it's really all about building water molecules and oxygen is the most amazing anti-inflammatory in the whole world, right? There's no plant on, on oxygen breath, you know, there, there's the, it's just, that's the beauty of innate full deep breathing is getting that oxygen, you know? So rosemary really kicks that in and gets the lungs moving. I often put people who have false expansion or have smoking issues, I put them on the same remedy. The more I clear out their sinuses for them and the more they got things moving, the less they want to just kind of go back to that resinous smoke. You know, the cleaner we are, usually the further we move away from those vices, they don't feel as good. And that's kind of an interesting little learning curve, you know? 
So that's a little bit about tonsils. At least that's the safest direction I can go because you could do rosemary for a child. It just might be a one inch and hopefully they'll chew on it. They can also chew right on the stem. So, you know, for some kids who are like, oh, you're letting me chew on a stem, I'm all about it. There's tons of medicine in the stem, not just the leaf. And easily you could make a little mouth gargle and, and have a child do that too. So all very safe. Submit your questions on our website, deannabatdorf.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. So the next question was actually probably the hardest question I've gotten so far. Because the question was, how are you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, wow, this is a really sweet question because it means somebody cares. And I just, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they asked me the same thing. How are you? And I said, you know, it's interesting because I've said for years that I'm running on gratitude, but it's becoming more <laughs> and more clear every day that I'm having to just really take the special little precious moments in life and run with them. Like I'm having to really, you know, and, um, and just really being able to stay in being grateful um, no matter what's going on. So I'm holding that down well. And if I feel stable to you, I hope so. It's not fake. <laughs> I have a sense of stability. It hasn't left me. And I don't know what the future holds. And so I am in a place of the unknown, just like everybody else. And I'm having to just hold that as the truth and that the unknown is absolutely here. I feel stable, I feel grounded, I'm still needed. I feel like I'm needed more than ever. I have brilliant ideas and things that I want so much that I've wanted for years and I've never really been able to actualize any of these projects that are more out in the ethers. And so I feel really good. And, um, and I know I'm going to be okay, no matter what happens, who knows, but there's always more ideas and there's always more to do. Um, and, and that just really is the truth. And I, I feel like that's an important thing for all of us to utilize at this time is just like respectfully staying in the truth of the unknown and not being afraid of that. There's no failure in that. There's no expectations in that. Everything is literally gonna land where it lands and things have not landed yet. And I'm hoping me telling you the truth is something that just really is gonna inspire you to play out the parallels in the unknown right now. And what I mean by that is who are you is not going anywhere. Your mind and your heart, your dreams, they may need to shift. They might need to be looked at in a different way, but you're not going anywhere right now, <laughs> you know, unless you know otherwise, you know, <laughs> and, um, and what is it that is still going to make you happy? That is still going to serve a purpose and it, we have to trust it and really develop it and development is step by step. And that's what makes it really tricky is we have to be willing to kind of like take a baby step. Oh, that worked. Great. Keep going. Next step worked. Keep going. Oh, that didn't work. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me try this out. Oh, there we go. That door opened up. And you just have to be willing to moment by moment, day by day, take the steps towards who and what you really want. If I can't open the Deanna Center doors right now, imagine what else I'm working on. Like imagine perhaps what I might be working on that is going to be in service to like, you know, maybe Deanna Backdorf at your fingertips, you know, right on a health profile that's going to help you to be able to track yourself. You know, whether I'm round or not, or whether Deanna Center's around or not, doesn't really matter. Like if it's, if it's in our power, if it's un, in our hands as something you can access, imagine how powerful that's going to be. And that is maybe what the future holds. 
And so, you know, I'm just working on really brilliant projects and I'm doing affiliations with brilliant people. And so, you know, put yourself out there and try something new and don't be afraid of that. You know, it doesn't mean you're giving up what was, you know, you might be able to have your cake and eat it too. You might be able to have what you had and you created something new and who knows what that fruit is going to look like next spring and next summer. you know, if you've been watering it this long. So I've got a lot of new things I've been watering. <laughs> I put a lot of new plants in the, in the ground this year, literally, but I also put a bunch of seeds and, and plants in the ground that really have been waiting to be watered for, you know, like 10, 15 years. And they've just been sitting, you know, and just sitting and sitting. And I'm like, ah, it's still a brilliant idea. In fact, it might even be more timely uh, than when I first thought it up. Uh, that's the, how are you, you know, and just the truth of the unknown and letting yourself sit in that and be okay with that. Um, it's a very, very important time. Deanna Essentials products are organic, small batch, high quality self-care body products, as well as herbs and spices that deliver powerful food as medicine. Find them on DeannaBatdorf.com today. Okay, I want to mention two things. We have fires and we also have water, right? We have floods, we have the hurricane that just occurred. I want to give some advice if you're even helping anyone who's in any one of these situations. I'd like to give just a little bit more emotional advice to the fire. Okay, the fire already mentioned a few things, right? The sinus rinse, the rosemary, aloe vera juice. You just can't go wrong with anything that shows you heat or dryness. You just can't go wrong with having aloe in your life. A cup a day, amazing. I have the most beautiful aloe ever. The other thing I think with the fire, I really found it was great to remember to do the opposite. I was starting to get kind of frustrated and dried out and not even drinking water. And I was flaring like the fire and it was stressing me out. Right. And so what I chose to do is I kind of stopped myself. Okay. Cause just cause I teach all this doesn't mean I do it all the time. I have to like bring it back like anyone else. And I was like, I'm losing myself. And I went in and I was like, what's the opposite? And I was like, cool, calm, collect cool, calm, collect. And I just had this feeling of like, why am I buying into this? Like why? I don't want to stoke this fire. You know, I don't want to give this fire any attention or any energy because I don't want to really be something that's going to stoke it or move it. And so I went ahead and just decided to go on about my work. I packed my car. I never packed again. I was like one packing. I'm not going to like freak out and pack all day long every day. I'm just gonna, what I can get in there is what I got. Boom. And I just said, I'm going to go on about my business. I'm going to do my remote consults. I'm going to keep doing my teachings I'm doing. I'm just going to stay cool, calm, collect and keep going with it. And I'm not going to stoke the fire. And I just held a wet blanket over everything. And I was like wet blanket all the way. Right. And really nice that this fog and this moisture came in, you know, and we bypassed that huge next thunderstorm we were concerned about. And so I just want us to remember, you know, what we hold. We don't want to stoke something, you know, we want to be able to really say, hey, how do I be in support of the change needed? This fire needs to go out. We need a wet blanket, you know? So that's that. And I want to talk about the hurricane. The reason I'm talking about the hurricanes is because we want to make sure we remember how wet they are. And so there's going to be a lot of mold issues in the next year to two to come. And it's already, anytime you live on coastal land, there's already mold issues. So I just want to put a shout out to California OSHA. And I also want to put it out for OSHA root, um, if you can find it ethically and, and harvest it appropriately. But I want to put out for OSHA. And I have this beautiful OSHA syrup. It's gorgeous and ethically designed and you just add a little bit to your water and it just gets into your lymph. You can swish it around too. Sometimes I'll rub it on my gums, the syrup itself and rub it on my gums and then swallow it back. And really, really just such a brilliant thing for 
getting that mold to move. Okay. Um, and I think that's an important thing to remember with the hurricanes is just how much people are going to be going back in their homes that are really wet. Everything in their environment's going to be wet and everything's about combating mold. So it's also going to be, you know, making sure, you know, um, everything is wiped down and all the linens are cleaned and the things where mold really lives because it lives in fiber and fabrics. And so I just wanted to do a shout out for OSHA and um, another place where rosemary it must be my plant of the day. But you know, that is one amazing plant because of its oxygen levels on being able to combat mold, combat yeast, and clean out a filter that needs to be cleaned like a tonsil, you know? And so that's gonna be the thing for us to consider here. We have to think about how dry everything is left and the ash after a fire. So hydration is everything. And then we have to think about after hurricane because we're after hurricane now and just how much mold can grow in a moist environment. Um, and it may not be a bad idea to like get a rosemary essential oil and just put it on your mask. Like I'm kind of amazed we're not talking about like things we can do with our masks more. Like I have my immuno blend. I love my immuno blend. And I have one I made specifically for, for COVID for adult and kid. And then I also have Immunoboost. And I just put a few drops right in my mask and then I put my mask on. And so when I feel like, you know, I'm not able to, they're not that breathable. So sometimes I get a like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it reminds me of all kinds of other things going on in the world. And I'm like, what a good reminder actually, because I want to stay on top of the need um, that is in the world and uh, and what that really has become, you know, that phrase, I can't breathe. And I'm just realizing, no, I can, I can get this breath and I can kind of like keep this mask on because it's been a little hard for me. Um, but I want to respect, you know, the needs of everyone when I'm in public. And so, you know, I'm one of those. I put it on when I'm supposed to and I don't wear it any other time. <laughs> And, you know, that's just me. Yeah, everyone's got to decide. But oh, put some rosemary or get that immuno blend and put a couple drops right in there and it gets on the fabric and it'd be great for mold. It'd be great for any kind of, you know, lung inhalations. And yeah, really, really, really great way to go about things. Special thanks for the music and talents of Gents Jarvey. You can hear him on Spotify or on his website, J-E-N-S-J-A-R-V-I-E and theheartwideopen.com. So let's talk about adrenal stress that are hydration related. And really they're gonna be areas of and things we get from protein. Many of you may have heard me talk about the importance of protein and how protein is power and its stability, but it is precious. And the reason this is important right now is I started noticing, and now I've seen it with just about everybody, the more I'm going for my vices, the less protein I'm eating. Okay. So like maybe I just didn't consider getting a nice little runny egg yolk in the day, or I didn't make like a pot of lentil soup, you know, or I didn't have a piece of fish on that salad or whatever your protein is, but I'll just notice it gets away from me. And the more protein deficient we are, the more dehydrated we are, the more we are forced to run on adrenaline. We have to use a lot of mind and we can't get always to the truth of our heart because we're having to pull on power sources that are beyond innate, stable protein power, okay? So one of the ways I always go back into changing my vices is I just go back to protein veggies. Protein veggies, protein veggies, protein veggies. It becomes my mantra. It's also a great way for me to kind of slough, get my metabolism back into check, and it just, it's stabilizing. You know, so I do half raw, half cooked veggie. And then I'm just really looking at like, okay, how many clean, yummy proteins can I get in this day? How much lentils? And then some hummus and then the seaweed and then the tahini and then a bunch of seeds, you know, and just how can I layer that in and maybe throw in an egg for my chickens, you know? That is one of the things that helps me to stabilize my hydration 
my blood flow, my vitamins, my minerals. But the other thing it does for me is it really allows me to have the energy and the strength and the power to say no to the vice because I'm saying yes to the protein and veggies. And I get satiated and I get like strengthened and I feel way more in my power. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, this is clean, good, healthy life. I'm even thinking healthier thoughts about myself. You know, whereas when I go in to say the false contentment or, you know, I go into any of these different ones where I might, you know, have some false play or false contentment, you know, then I know, you know, that clearly I'm probably further away from my protein. Now there's three things we get from protein, okay? It's easier to get these things that I'm gonna mention from animal protein, but if you're veg, that's okay. You can still get it from veg, okay? Seaweed is gonna be so important. But one is hyaluronic acid, okay? Hyaluronic acid, we know more as anti-aging and tissue health, but it's really, we get it from protein sources. When we eat protein, we're getting hyaluronic acid. And we also get it from essential fatty acids, like pumpkin seeds or flax seeds or hemp seeds. The other one to consider is going to be collagen. Now, collagen, you're really only gonna get collagen if, you, if you're looking for veg, it's gonna be important that you do seaweed. And maybe you even just wanna take two kelp capsules morning and night and you just get a kick of protein and then you can make it up with you know different things you know and the egg has a little collagen but usually we get that from animal source so you're going to want to really make sure you know you either get a veg collagen formula you know or you really think about that seaweed you know as your primary collagen and then the next one so hyaluronic acid collagen and the next one is lecithin now, lecithin is truly what we get from the runny egg yolk. Once the yolk is hard, there's no lecithin anymore. It's not viable once cooked that much. So it has to be runny. And, uh, you know, you could throw it in a smoothie and lose it and not even know it's there. Um, and it's just really, you know, one egg a day, you know, or two every other day, same thing. It's going to give you a really beautiful amount of collagen that is going to be the building blocks for your health and the lecithin. Sorry, the runny egg yolk has both. It has the collagen and the lecithin. The thing lecithin has that's different, collagen is a building block for your cells. Hyaluronic acid is helping penetrate the cells so oxygen and hydrogen water can get into the cell. That plumps it up. That makes it anti-aging. Lecithin builds a myelin sheath around the nerves and it coats the nerves with that myelin sheath, which then allows you to be more buffered. So, you know, when someone's stressed out in the world and you're like, ah, me too, <laughs> it's nice to have some less of things that might just bounce off you a little bit more. And you notice that just you're a little more cool, calm and collected, you know, because you've, you've got a little bit more structure and security, um, you know, around the nerve endings themselves. Um, so hyaluronic acid, collagen, and lecithin. Three things we get from protein. We get them also from many different fats, especially dairy and a lot of nuts. Um, the problem with eating lots of nuts is they have a lot of different acid profiles, which make them a little more inflammatory, especially if you have skin conditions or if you happen to be living with herpes. Nuts have acids that really cause more outbreak. So if you get skin issues of any sort, whether that be viral load or just inflammation rising, fire rises, we see it in our skin. Nuts would not be the go-to, but you could eat any raw seed you wish. And you could also be thinking about a raw seed butter. And really, there's not a lot of raw seed butters out on the market. The only one that's raw and true medicine is raw tahini. Okay, so I eat so much raw tahini because it's got everything you would want that we're talking about in a beautiful seed. But you can't get a raw pumpkin seed, and which is weird because you can get it all over Europe and all over Canada. But for some reason, you, we don't find it in our store and it is so tasty. So all you got to do is soak your pumpkin seeds, throw out that water the next morning, right? So just like cover 
an inch or so with water. Throw out that water in the morning, put your seeds in the blender, add some salt. I usually add just a little bit of olive oil or a little coconut oil if I want that added flavor, um, just to kind of macerate it and really get everything to bind. And you just make your own fresh, creamy, amazing pumpkin seed butter. And it is so tasty. You could do half sunflower, half pumpkin. You could do a pumpkin sunflower hemp. And really, it's just a matter of soaking them overnight, throw away the water, add a little oil to make it blend, add your salt to taste, and you're done. The only thing about making your own soaked raw seed butter is it's really important that you eat it within a week. So that would be the difference with a roasted that wasn't pre-soaked. There's no moisture content. So the only thing about what I'm teaching you is there is a moisture. So, you know, you're going to want to, you know, just consider like if you make a fresh seed butter, you're going to want to eat it right away. So a lot of things we could think about doing here. And, and, you know, I like that we ended with the seed butter because there's protein in that seed butter, not complete. Seaweed is a complete protein, but you know, that's a great essential fatty acid rich viable protein all seeds and if you put it in a butter you're getting a lot more seeds in a spoonful than you would really ever probably eat in a handful or couple handfuls you know what i mean so you're you're really getting some high flavor profile with a lot of good medicine including the lecithin if it's raw and some of the collagen uh, you're not really getting a lot of the hyaluronic acid uh, yeah, you are. You're getting some of that too. Um, but if you got onto a fresh seed butter and then you took two capsules of kelp every morning, every night, right there, you would be getting that protein power. And then you can start looking at how to bring more protein and veggie specifics into your life on the daily. And I think that is really going to be one of the primary things you can do to kind of slow down your cravings and give you the power it takes to say no and to make parameters around moderation if you think you're safe to moderate. And again, you have to be honest. You have to be honest about whether you feel safe to moderate in your life or do you need to just say no and replace it with something else because there's just such a problem going on and that's okay too. You know, I mean, these are a lot of things we keep secret that um, everyday people um, are really, truly struggling with. And we think we're alone in our struggle and we think we're the only one, you know, doing certain things, you know, like I used to have really strong um, in, inappropriate kind of vices around eating in my car alone because I, I didn't want anyone to see me, you know, I'm overweight and then I'm eating something bad and that makes me, you know, worse or something. And I'm just being honest. This is real stuff. I've dealt with food issues and weight issues my whole entire life. And I really had to say, wait a minute, I have got to stop this. I have to make sure that if I'm going to choose something that I think is not the best food in the world, I need to make sure I'm with my partner to eat it. So at least we're like, hey, let's let's do this and you know, let's have a decadent meal and go make love. And then it's like, well, hey, this is a really good meal now. <laughs> so, you know, what can you do to make it something that is really going to bring up love and safety and maybe even shared. So I don't think it's about just you don't ever or do never this, that. It really becomes like, is this something that would be smarter shared? And some other people might have the opposite, right? So I was hiding with my vices and I had to really say, no, I'm not gonna hide anymore. If I'm gonna do a vice, I have to be witnessed. I gotta do something with it that's a little bit funner than like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. And I knew that was making it way worse. So I haven't done that in years, but boy, that was a hard one to, that was a really hard one to change. And I'm just being honest, you know, somebody else might have the opposite issue. You know, you might like every time you're socially, you know, in front of everyone, then you're like, blah, gluttonous, gluttonous, like let's be gluttonous. And you might give yourself too much freedom, you know, to partake because 
It's like, ah, I'm just with some friends. What's the difference? So again, who are you? What are you experiencing? What's the cause and effect? Where is it coming from? Is it hot, cold, wet, dry? What combination of those are you dealing with? And please be gentle with yourself. The world is really hard right now. Please be gentle with yourself and let yourself really just understand that what you're doing comes from somewhere. It fits in a category of what you're experiencing and you have the right to make other choices and to look at it and to even just talk about it with yourself every day until you're ready to make bigger changes in your life. So things don't just change. You'll have to be willing to look at them and you'll have to be willing to take the steps towards changing them. But if I can do it, I'm just gonna leave you with this. If I can do it, you can do it. I am not the most disciplined person in the world. I come from an addictive background. And if I can do this and make this real in my life, you can do this too. So just one little step at a time. So this has been Deanna Batdorf here doing my Q and A's. They're every other Thursday morning from nine to 10. Uh, there were probably all kinds of comments and I couldn't find them. And so I just want you to all know, I'm just gonna get better at this every time we go. And I'm gonna keep going with my conversations no matter what happens. And um, I look forward to having you grow with me and um, journey with me ongoing. So be safe out there, stay cool, calm, and collect, and maybe see if you can find a nice little rosemary bush and partake in some rosemary today. Adion. This is My Body, a conversation situated at the intersection of elemental science, self-care, ancient arts, and consent. Deanna Batdorf is your guide. 